Hello, everyone. You're listening to Off Screen with Jillian and Sophia, the show where two Armenian young women cover hard hitting topics about the entertainment industry in a lighthearted, sassy, but analytical way. We want to share our thoughts and opinions with you and create a platform where we can talk to industry professionals about trends and their work in the evolving landscape of entertainment. I'm Jillian, a film and TV expert. Offscreen originally started off as a movie and TV review blog where I could understand why movies and television play such an important role in my life. It has given me the opportunity to expand my palette of content and has quickly evolved from a blog into a radio show and now a podcast. And I'm Sophia. I'm a musician and I'm always on the lookout for new and interesting artists, platforms, and ideas. I met Jillian last year volunteering and we realized our shared interest and passion in the creative process and shared curiosity for how the industry works. Also, our background as international affairs majors has given us a global perspective and understanding of how the media we consume is affected by modern social issues and also how media reflects the culture of today. Here at Offscreen, we believe that art, like film and music, is one of the best ways to see, hear, and understand the experiences of people who are different from us. In light of recent events, Jillian and I want to use our platform to educate our audiences and share resources of works that illustrate the Black experience in America. Although we will never fully understand what the African-American community experiences without being in their shoes, films and music are the closest way for us to see these stories from their perspectives and see their stories the way they want them to be told. Stripping away politics and affiliations, these works focus on experiences. Instead of reading headlines written by journalists spinning a story, we see the realities of black and brown children being accused of crimes they didn't commit, police brutality and inequality in black communities, gentrification and loss of identity and relationships and the role of women in their true authentic form. We want to do our part by highlighting these stories and giving our audience resources of stories and artists to learn from. True equality and recognition is more than releasing statements when it's convenient, but rather including these voices in our everyday lives, having these creatives in the room and at the table, and recognizing these true talents and stories on a daily basis. Hello everyone, welcome back to Off Screen with Jillian and Sophia. We're excited to dig into part two of our Amplify Black Voices series. Part one, if you missed it, we talked about some films um, that highlight topics of gentrification, Black masculinity, relationships, the Black experience in America, police brutality, and we had a discussion about it. Um, And so we wanted to also do music, but we didn't want to jam pack everything into one cut episode. So we went with two episodes so we could talk as much as we want about these projects that we both love and are passionate about and feel like they really do their best to show people who are not Black, the Black experience through the lyrics, through the beats, through the imagery of the music videos. Um, and I know Sophia is really excited to talk about this, so she's going to be leading us through this discussion because she is the music expert as <laughs> as um, described in our opening before the show. So I haven't seen Sophia in a while because we've both been busy and I feel like things have changed a lot in the news and our personal lives and just... This has just been such a great time to really educate yourself and learn. Um, Even now, I just watched a documentary on 
Netflix called Disclosure about trans representation, um, which is, it's also Pride Month, and um, talking about Black trans lives, and, and that's been a, a topic of discussion in the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, so if you want to educate yourself more, check that out. And, and it's just been a time of reflecting and talking to people, I feel like, and, you know, yeah. keep, educating keep and learning keeping the movement going as not just an Instagram trend, as a lot of people have decided to um, start posting normally. We want to keep it going, yeah. not, not only on our podcast, but our, our Instagram and our reviews and our playlists that we're making. Um, so, Sophia, how have you been? <laughs> I've been, I've been good, I guess. It's kind of weird to say, it's kind of weird to say that I've been good, but like, I've been okay. Um obviously it's just a very overwhelming time there's a lot going on a lot to read about a lot to speak about and discuss um so yeah what about you um I've just been I think because there's so much content coming our way um so much content out there that sometimes it does get a little exhausting even though we have the privilege of learning and not being not experiencing the hardships that um minority communities and black communities face so it's just like I want to be able to to offer any allyship that I can and teach those around me and even starting those conversations with those around you can be exhausting um, if you don't see eye to eye (laughs) yeah and with social media you know it's not exhausting in the fact of like what we're seeing because I think like I like this change of content that we're getting yeah it's just like keeping up with it and you know wanting to do your part is getting exhausting for me personally of just like balancing it all but I think it's been such a great time to really have the discussion with people that we've been putting off for so many years um yeah (laughs) and especially in the entertainment industry as I've been having the opportunity to learn more about it from an insider level where opportunities that haven't granted to me um it's been great to use our platform to speak on it and hear from more black creators from um smaller uh distribution and labels and just like getting to put them out there has been really nice and looking at their work and not just of like I mean Moonlight's great but also seeing like what's in there in the underground scene um yeah so that's I don't know that's that's a lot I've been saying but no yeah yeah been a mix of exhaustion and learning and growing that's good that's good good to hear um a lot has uh happened since we last spoke um during that time a lot of great incredible music has come out um there's a lot of i guess you could say um a lot of anthems like revolution songs i guess uh that you could kind of categorize them as um like revolution music or like kind of um anthems for this movement Anderson Pock released a song called Lockdown, which I really enjoyed. The video is also really great um, about everything going on right now with the virus and, and um, the protesting and things like that. Her, um, she released a song called I Can't Breathe. The, vi- the video is also really incredible. Um, so those are two great songs to check out. Uh, earlier, uh, Terrace Martin and uh, Denzel Curry with Kamasi 
Kamasi Washington um, released a song called Pig Feet um, with the video as well with um, clips from lots of riots that have been happening in the past month. Um, and uh, it's really heavy, but really, really um, incredible. The song is great. Um, and that's another one to check out. Um, uh, Trey Songs released a song called 2020 Riots How Many Times, which is really interesting. Trey Songs doesn't normally sing, uh, sing about or speak on political topics like this, but I think we're seeing a lot of um, people that are normally not involved in uh, movements like this um, step up to the plate and kind of use their platforms to talk about it. Uh, Beyonce, I don't know if you've heard uh, Beyonce's new song, Black Parade, that she released on Juneteenth. Um, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite from her. I, I'm not a huge Beyonce stan or anything along those lines. I but think um, the album Lemonade does a good job. I don't know if that, that'd be the word, but like it's very um, yeah good at like detailing the experience of a black female um and I know she wrote that album about her marriage and just what she was going on to but like um songs like don't hurt yourself and freedom mm -hmm. and yeah. is it oh my gosh what's the one it's like daddy's girl or something oh yeah um you know yeah it's like she learned from I don't know yeah and I think just like it, about her culture and just like growing up even like formation i think that album yeah. i haven't listened to the new song um but i think that album i still listen to it now i think that's a really good job at like really exploring that and the way she combined that with visuals was yeah revolutionary i feel like and yeah. going on your point about how now we're getting a lot of revolutionary anthems i think that's really interesting because we're in a time of we're still in a pandemic, but people are finding it really hard to make music because, like, no one wants to remember um, a pandemic and what's happening and so many people unemployed and so many people getting sick and dying. So it's really interesting to see that shift of a moment that really captures everyone and makes us feel angry, makes us feel frustrated, makes us want to seek hope and optimism and come together have that conversation and how that really has sparked creativity in so many um, musicians who have kind of been like hiding out for the last yeah. few months just because of lack of creativity or just not feeling COVID as a motivating oh, factor yeah. to write music so it's it's really interesting to see that how like one event can release like uh, and we've been having like years of songs discussing mass incarceration and just like the black experience but like for now having those revolutionary songs that kind of mimic years before of um, revolutionary songs that really encapsulate the time period of significant events in America, um, like the women's rights movement, the civil rights movement, um, stuff with like 9-11. And so it's like crazy to see how like yeah. these global, not global, domestic events can really like get everyone riled up on the same page i feel like we're getting a lot of more acceptance of the black lives matter movement which is great yeah. getting a few people that don't understand it that are that are just causing chaos problems um, problems and is making people look bad on the news because they yeah. don't know what they're fighting for everyone knows what i'm talking about but, uh, <laughs> i don't want to call people out but it, i mean that's i think that's the most frustrating point of that is just these people that are going out and like destroying things and just like causing just 
conflict diverting attention from yeah to themselves instead of just like the movement that you know we gotta advocate and educate and yeah listen to people instead of like take away from that i mean this is a movement to amplify voices and a lot of people are just taking the spotlight from themselves oh definitely i think and like you mentioned like there have been there has been music about about police brutality about the black experience in america for Ever, like forever like we could go back to Billie Holiday and Nina Simone and Sam Cooke and even like Marvin Gaye and all the way for like you know Public Enemy and like Tupac and like all you know there you, you could go you could go and talk about so many incredible incredible influential artists that talk about really important topics and um political topics and I mean even in U.S. history like we've seen so many different like iterations of political music in response to political situations like um like when 9-11 happened and and you know like the Vietnam War and all these different things even um the 2016 election I remember Kendrick released a song I think it was like the heart part or something mm-hmm. do you remember that one but it's not it's not on Spotify anymore but I remember at that time I really liked that song it's yeah that, yeah it's yeah like a, embodiment of what the current climate is and I think a lot of people have kind of strayed away because they don't want to alienate people but now it's just like okay how do I I mean we have have so many F Donald Trump songs like and so many concerts that I've been to uh since the 2016 election there's always a moment where everyone just says F Donald Trump like it's definitely uh um a prevalent thing yeah and I I don't know. I think, like, my thing with that is that I feel like people just, like, say it, but it's, it's, that's really, does it really mean anything? Is it really, like, bringing people together? Is it, is it, what's the, like, is it really saying something? I mean, that, like, I mean, I guess, I mean, like, you're not really saying anything. You're just voicing something. I I just feel like there's, I don't know, but, um, oh my gosh, I just had, something I was gonna say (laughs) I think I I don't was I talking to you about this like during the Grammys where we were like um yes there's problems there's problem with the Grammys Mm. I I recognize that but like I think also like Kobe had just passed away Mm. but watching the Grammys you can kind of feel like there's a sense of how music like brings people together and when you're watching Alicia Keys host the Grammys, you release, and everyone's like singing along, and really, there's such a camaraderie yeah, yeah. in the music industry versus like acting and that side of it. That I think like music is such a is a more powerful driving force right now of really igniting something in people um, versus a film or a TV show. But yeah. I think, like, music has always played that role through these different cultural movements. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think, obviously, and like we talked about in our last episode, film and TV can really open your eyes to things, to situations, and to experiences that you've never had before, you know? You can really see that from another person's perspective in a way that you really can't in lots of other ways. I mean, you can read a book, you can, you know... um, uh, take a class and, and things like that but you know watching a movie is just a very it's a speci- it's a specific experience that's really unique to like to cinema really um to to learn about those experiences in that kind of way but I think music 
is really unique in how it a brings people together because everybody speaks the language of music and music um music can fuel revolutions and like like revolutionary anthems can be really really powerful and bring people together and things like that and so especially when artists like Kendrick like Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole will spend their entire discography talking about these topics and then you see them on the streets like protesting you know what I mean like they um they're part of this they're obviously experiencing these things and and they are educating their listeners um who if some of them don't know what's going on or have never experienced what's happening you know this music like you know can rally can rally people together and um it has that energy i don't i don't know how else to really yeah really describe it music like a like a movies or tv you know it's like you have to be really in tune with what you're watching and kind of like pick up what they're trying to say I mean sometimes you walk out of a movie and maybe there was so much symbolism in it that you never got it or maybe Mm. there was no symbolism in it and you tried to read into things but I think with like music you know you I know for me I put on my headphones and I'm immediately like transported in the world same well like same yeah. movies but I think like music definitely like I'm transported to that world where I don't really see what's happening outside of me and like whatever the singer is singing about like um I just listened to that logic song about like suicide and like even oh that, my god like, like I, that's probably a bad example but even yeah. that of just like that first like when you're talking about like dying it just really like zooms you into that that world of like feeling sad and then um Beyonce's freedom on the homecoming live album like mm. the sound of the of the drums um just like really riling you you up and when she's singing like freedom and then I, ju- I, I just feel empowered and yeah um and the non-live version Kendrick Lamar comes in and like then um it's just like so good and also don't hurt yourself that mm. whole album is like you just really feel her like pain and her frustration and her words um with what she was going through and just like songs can really just put you in the mindset of who you're listening to oh yeah especially if they add that visual component of like a lemonade that too you're, you're in that you're like understanding definitely I think Beyonce like the her the visuals that accompanied um that accompanied lemonade i think did a really great amazing job of like you know paying homage to her, her heritage and um black women and you know um the influence that they've had on her and and on culture it's like on culture itself i think that's another thing i wanted to touch on is like uh how a lot of people don't understand how influential Black people, Black musicians, and Black artists were and are for music of all types, all genres, like Black, um, wait, let me pull up this chart. Give me a second. <laughs> Have you seen that chart floating around? It's, um, where Going is Going off on Beyonce, I feel like she uses her voice, like she's always, I feel like when something happens in her community, like she's one of the first people to really step up and, and she knows like how valuable her voice is and her and how much power she has over things. And I think that's something that people don't really talk about when they talk about her. Like um, I, I know like her music 
it's probably it's like not for everyone like people have such like differing opinions on Beyonce but I think like the one thing you can't deny I mean even with like COVID she was really out there helping people in her hometown like get testing and stuff and, mm. and her family it's like just really good at giving back and contributing back to society and I think that she teaches people culture through her music and um like is just really groundbreaking in that 100 percent and her sister Solange um, oh Solange queen Solange is getting her her a whole section dedicated to herself she's like we can talk about her now to be honest I was gonna I was gonna talk talk about about I was going to talk about her album seat at the table um and uh how like on that record she really dives into what it means to be black in America today and um the songs really celebrate black culture and they confront prejudice and explore the trauma of witnessing black people being killed every day which is so relevant right now and has been relevant for so long and um it's being brought to light during a time like this um but um she talks about uh, on the song like don't touch my hair she talks about how um people can be really insensitive uh on uh, towards her personal space and her struggle trying to balance toughness and being vulnerable um you know being beautiful but also um you know standing her ground and um i think the album does a really really great job of um touching on those issues um in a really unique way especially when you compare Solange to Beyonce like they I think you can say that they both kind of address similar topics obviously in very different ways in their own in their own styles with their own I think that's great about them because they're sisters but they're like they have that different way of like you're saying like really connecting with people through their music and Beyonce is more of like a pop icon and definitely it's like more I guess like an R&B, very different sound, very like, her voice is like an angel, <laughs> like when she yeah. sings, it's so, I love it, um, but I think they both really connect through their, through their, through their culture in the music, and I don't think like Beyonce tries to adapt to like the mainstream, I think she uses, does her own thing with, 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 with her beats, with her lyrics, which is like, great <laughs> 100% um another song on the album um uh Tina taught me um she talks about um like the difference between being proud of your blackness and being like anti-white um and um she talks about like her mother's experience growing up and uh in the song dad was mad she talks about um her father's uh her father's experience of being bus like uh, bus to a predominantly white school and um talks about how straight uh state troopers defend him from the kkk uh protesters while he was a child and things like that like she uh um she uses her music to kind of bring those bring those issues to light and um yeah and uh i agree and i also like her album when i get home which i feel like is very different from a seat at the table it feels very like glossy and airy and the way she delivers her vocals with like the background uh, one of my favorite songs in there is bins and mm. that song that song is is short but it's like the right amount of time i wish it was longer but like i don't mm. know what else you could add yeah. but that one also just talks about like the 
the theme of returning home and um, just like embodies symbolism of Houston and what it was like for her growing up. Yeah. And um, it also is just very spiritual in the way that um, she, the way that like each of the songs are. It's like very interesting to see kind of the contrast between the two, but like they're both so meaningful. Um, and I don't know. I just really like it. <laughs> Definitely. And she talks about, um, in a lot of her music, how um, so many white people really get so much from Black culture and then, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, then forget thing. forget them. And um, uh, they, um, I don't know how to, I don't know how else to say it other than, you know, this, they just, they, yeah. they, they take without acknowledging and uh, the they appropriate. Song- um f-u-b-u yeah it's about like the cultural appropriation of black culture and the um what's the word that begins with an e exploitation definitely just like how american culture takes over that and um doesn't really give the credit or the recognition of where it came from and i think like her music really translates that so beautifully and like make uh, the thing about music I feel like it makes it like understandable for people who don't get it um yeah. and I think you like, feel it it's so clever and that of like oh I'm not just gonna sing about like a heartbreak or just like some one hit wonder like they're really utilizing their voices and their talent to create something and same with her same with um how Beyonce does her visuals Solange's visuals are also like out of like oh my gosh the very way. meaningful and, and she has so much control over like what she wants to put out there and how she wants to conduct it it's just very like I'm in awe yeah yeah it's incredible <laughs> I feel like it's it's better than saying like oh it's so good like it, it deserves more. yeah it's like it's definitely and like I was trying to 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 mention earlier um about how um so much of what black people have given to our culture and just culture worldwide is exploited and just honestly ignored um their achievements their accomplishments and their influence um is is not properly acknowledged uh even when I mean, if you think about it today, like hip hop music, like R and B and rap is like. Oh, you're talking about that chart where it's like exactly it shows where music has come from, and yeah. it's like yeah, and you think white, of like like, like white people, it's like classical music, and <laughs> like yeah, that that's like pretty much it. But when you when you look at the especially with like art and music, like uh, if fashion, like ever so much has 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 been taken. Um, from black people and black culture, um, it's it's astonishing. Yeah, and I think the that- documentary I was watching um, about black or about trans people. I was talking about I don't know if you know ballroom. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so it was oh, saying yeah. how like um, so ballroom is like created by black trans people and like uh, queens, yeah, as they're called. And so a lot of, like, what they do with over, I guess, like, the femininity and, like, the futures of them. And then you see that today in people like Kim Kardashian and Instagram baddies and, like, that's yeah. no- so normalized for them. That's okay for them to do. And that and these people are also styled and their makeup and everything is done by gay men. And a lot of the gay men take that inspiration from what they see in ballrooms. So it's, like, a, a transition of 
like these features that originated in this one place and people were getting such hate for that but like when it's on someone that I guess like people like or is considered normal um it's more celebrated but like the people that originally started it never get credit and then you get people like the Kardashians um appropriating like having curves and doing makeup and and suddenly getting edges and cornrows Mm. and all these things um and like the makeup, even the makeup, the cheekbones, the lips, like all these things that have originated somewhere else um, the, with Madonna and voguing. And it's just like, when does the recognition for the people that originally started it come in? And when do yeah. we acknowledge that like these people that we put on pedestals are like, that's not like, you know, that's not them. And yeah, the difference it, of where they get it from are people that are being their true authentic self. And they're just like ripping that off and being a character while also putting like people these people down for like not seeming real enough so it's like interesting that balance and definitely music really touches on that have you seen the um have you seen paris is burning yeah it's amazing it's it's about the same like i mean you've seen it so you know but there's um, also controversy with that too really yeah like about what um and i believe in disclosure they were saying that yes they liked it of like telling the story but like i guess the person that made it kind of like took from them and mm, like okay like there's it's like one of those situations yeah, i, I yeah, highly yeah. Re- recommend the documentary i need to watch it I, I remember you told you told me about it yesterday i think i need to watch yeah. that because i i remember watching paris was burning and learning a lot about um just the ballroom scene and and that whole um that whole culture and um really realizing how much of our popular culture today comes from that. And uh, it's really unfortunate that people don't really recognize and understand that. Um, it's same, especially with music, like people don't know that like electronic music and EDM, like that was originated by black artists and, and so many genres. I need to find that chart. There's a chart I saw on Instagram yeah. that uh, very clearly outlines like the timeline of the evolution of music and um anyway if i find it i will mention it i should um, have found it before, i want to yeah. keep going in this uh thing we have of talking about women in the music industry definitely uh, black women i think another one that we both like is janelle monet um, oh yeah the first song that i heard from janelle monet was yoga and I still listen to that song. It's so good. Um, mm. But I think I was so impressed by Dirty Computer. And yeah. I was also shocked that that did not win Best Album. I believe it was last year, 2019, of Casey Musgraves one. But like um, Dirty Computer, that whole album is just so amazing. And Janelle Monet is just really killing the game of not only representation of black women in film and music but lgbtq plus representation on her tv show homecoming that she's in and i think she's really revolutionizing both spaces and what she's doing Um, definitely and i I just like idolize her and also like having that conversation about the spectrum of your sexual identities but she can really pick up those themes and her album from the from the song Pink and also Screwed with Zoe Kravitz talking mm. about how like, what is it? It's like sex is money and money is power. Like how that evolves and like the power of of your sexuality. And um, 
it's just like she just does it so cleverly in her lyrics and like songs like um what's it oh my god why am I blanking on all the songs yeah it's hard it's hard to remember uh they're so good yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Album. There's that one song. I don't know what it's. I don't Django, know what it's called. Django is it Django Jane? I don't know. I like she that says, one. Um, "Oh, she I got says, the juice." Is also really good with Pharrell. I like that. Oh one. yeah, that yeah. Has a really good beat. Um, and that one's also about says, like female empowerment. One hundred percent. Where she says, "Um, carry on, get a woman, even when the news portrays you less than you, less than you could be." Yeah. She really talks about um like working class black women um in like our culture and and how they're how they're portrayed as well as like the sexual um like the sexual spectrum and and um i guess the lack of representation of especially black um black women in the lgbtq plus community and um her experience uh you know and and empowering um other women and to embrace that, to embrace their sexuality and uh, their identity, you know, as a black woman in America. I think she, uh, she does a lot um, for the community and not only with her music, but also as like an advocate, she, she won an award. Oh, she won the human rights campaigns uh, equality award uh, actually earlier this year in 2020. Uh, The human rights campaign is the nation's largest LGBTQ civil rights organization. And so, um, yeah, they, they, uh, honored her with the equality award for her like activism. Um, and yeah, I think Janelle Monae is a really great example of, uh, someone you need to listen to. If you haven't listened to, if you haven't exposed yourself to, uh, to her music, um, she's somebody that, um, you could really learn a lot from. And she really works to break out of the boundaries of, you know, being a female African-American artist, as she said in a Rolling Stone um, article. And she relates, her, she relates herself of being an android of the other, of um, just like having so many parallels in her own life of, you know, always being the other. And she's yeah. like really questions like boundaries and really like works to break them and she's been so successful in um, both her movie and music career. And I think that plays into her being so authentic and taking risks and um, being in things that perform so well and connect to audiences and really choosing that quality work. And also the album is just really blunt too, because she's just like, you know, with a lot of stuff, all her albums are really blunt with how, society treats black people also women she just like um in the song i like that she says someone rated her a six um and then she's like i'm not a six you know yeah and just like stuff like <laughs> just like very i just love it like it's like the lyrics are just so like i've never heard someone talk yeah like this and the way she mixes it and how it feels even that all these albums had really good visuals she did like the whole sci-fi film yeah 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 Opia, um and i think like that's so revolutionizing the music because they're showing more than just like this is all this is not just a sound but this is like what this is what's happening it is what i envision it to be um, yeah like the world music and how music videos is so integral with like 
because even when we're walking down the street, we're always listening to music. And so I think like music videos now um, of like, especially these women are really breaking that of like, what if you're not listening to it in headphones? What if you're actually like living through the song? Yeah. And it can, it's an experience, you know, when you have that, the visual, the visual to it, like we were talking about Beyonce, um, the, the video and the visual can add so much to the story. Um, it can really enhance the the music. I think a one incredible example of that is This Is America. Oh, yeah. Um, from Donald Glover. <laughs> I mean, that video, I mean, the song obviously is incredible. Uh, the song... Uh, the song has a lot of hidden meanings. Yeah, the realized. song itself has a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, you can really read into the the meaning and um at one point he says this is a celly that's a tool on as we've been seeing a lot in 2020 the cell phone is how we're capturing racism and alerting people especially in these protests about like where to go um to get supplies how to be safe and all and like really educating and helping people and so i just thought that was like i just realized that in the song and i'm like oh that's so like that people miss that, and um, yeah. I think that song, like, I think people took it for granted when it came out in 2018, because everyone's hopping on that train of, like, oh, this is so good, and I've been a it Dong became a Glover fan since 2009, and so it's, yeah. like, his evolution of speaking on that and this song, um, and I wanted to let you speak more about it, and I have some things to add about his other albums. And oh, yeah, no, go ahead. That I've, <laughs> but I think, like, Donald Glover in particular, um, I watched an interview where he was talking about he, I believe it was, like, right after he left Community, so I want to say this was probably in 2013, 2014, Atlanta hadn't happened yet, and he was just talking about, like, he went to his, one of his own shows with his parents, and they wouldn't let him in, like, they didn't believe he was the performer, and he was about to perform. If you haven't seen it, I feel like you should check it out. Yeah, no, um, definitely. Awaken My Love is a lot, like, the song Terrified, and, um, boogeyman and stuff like that yeah, is yeah. really speaking on like um being black and and redbone too there's like such a backstory with redbone i feel like a lot of people when they listen to that album they didn't really like get what it was trying to communicate until you really like listen to the lyrics and stuff um but i think this is america really took it to another level of people saying like yes donald glover's a genius but he also has so much to say and he wants he's gonna say it and um and show it like and a lot of people were just reposting the music video not really understanding what what he was like talking about and yes people were finding like symbolism but i don't think it really in- hit people in the way that it's so relevant now and i think people were kind of like just like oh this is so good i'm gonna jump on this bandwagon and then like now we're here and yeah um this is america sparked a lot of like sp- i guess you could say spinoffs the song Redbone is about paranoia, um, and he repeatedly talks about staying woke um, as, like, the sunken place and just kind of mimic that of how people are like, oh, we're woke and that type of stuff, and I remember, I saw him live performing, and you just get that, like, That's that so incredible. feeling of so he's, jealous. he's just <laughs> using his, like, music to really speak on things. The song Riot was about the riots that happened in Baltimore, um, and just like every song is about something and so like if you listen to terrified like you you kind of feel that like of that eeriness um and like i know people made memes with like red bone and stuff but it's like Mm -hmm. if you really dig in deeper it's about that paranoia and that fear that's always surrounding you um 
for like the black experience and I don't know I just think that's just like it's really incredible I just love him I'm sorry no no don't be sorry he's, I feel like I should have so like talented. better better words on things but I feel like that album a lot of I feel like a lot of people skipped over that album too and I think you need to go yeah. back and and listen I think to that because there's he, so many hidden hidden meanings and the way he does it or it's almost like kind of like a gospel uh, mixed with R&B is a is such a great blend to really um show these feelings to people yeah I think that um he is becoming a lot more experimental and just doing whatever he wants to do like he's just going with his flow doing whatever he wants to do creatively when it comes to putting up music um even with like Childish Gambino his his ego character persona and now releasing music under his name of Donald Glover and also um the film Guava Island which is yeah with Rihanna was featured in a lot of that was about how they're living on this island and um they're kind of like shied away from playing music and stuff and under like an oppression and even that like the way he worked in that song and he didn't perform it as he performs it um, in the music video, he does it in more, like, he's working in a factory, and he is trying to, like, communicate something about how they're being treated, um, and I think that's just the the way they use art as as a call out to people and social awareness, um, and the social awareness part to inspire people to take action and really feel something instead of just, like, retweeting or posting, which we talked about in our last episode, but I think, Definitely. like, these things is, like, okay, is if this is becoming such a norm in um, media and music and so now it's time for us to you know take action and get people in these positions of people that are black to be in the buyer positions to be in the writer positions to be in the producer positions across music and film and tv um, to get that more representation to continue telling stories that are just beyond the slave experience um for black people and i think a lot of these these songs are just like so revolutionizing like the way that black people want to be perceived by the mainstream definitely definitely i think um not only this is america from donald glover but um awaken my love i think is another album that that yeah (laughs) that um really kind of explores those topics of Uh, black oppression in America and the false sense of freedom and the kind of false sense of a fake post-racial America and uh you know like a post-racial society that doesn't exist definitely something to check out if you haven't which I'm very surprised I think a lot of people skip that one yeah I think um all those songs are so good I love like yeah I I think them all like I was saying with his um kind of experimentation how he's kind of just going he, I, I read in an interview, he was saying that now that he's gotten to a point in his career where he doesn't have to make music like for other people, because he's gotten to a place where he can just make whatever he wants to make and put it out. And if people like it, they like it. And if they don't, they don't. And it's not going to, it's not going to be to his detriment if people don't really understand it. But I think uh, it's really something to look into. So yeah, if you haven't, really read into Awaken My Love. I think that's another incredible there's so album. Much, there's so much behind it. Just, yeah, there's definitely a lot there. On the topic of music videos, I think another one that uh, comes to mind that I really love is um, Jay-Z's video for the story of OJ. The Moonlight 
um, the Moonlight video. Um, yeah. It's also really incredible. 444 is uh, a really incredible album talking about big, the, the big picture perspective of Black life in America. It's kind of autobiographical and confessional. In the story of OJ, he kind of, the video has some racial caricatures and allusions to, you know, history and slavery, the Ku Klux Klan, segregation, lynching, the Black Panthers, it samples a Nina Simone song. Um, the song is um, For Women. Uh, it tells a story of racism um, through different female characters with different, with different skin tones. So he, he also is hearkening back to, um, like I was mentioning before, um, historical examples of music that touches on these topics. Uh, he talks about financial freedom and the importance of investment, um, for, uh, Black people in America, um, in order to kind of break those boundaries and break the, I guess, the limitations, the difficulties that Black people face in America, uh, with achieving financial freedom and, and, um, education, financial literacy, and things like that. So he touches on a lot of different topics, um, like in the, the video from Moonlight where he kind of, he recreates uh, Friends, a Friends episode with all Black actors. The entire album is definitely another one to listen to. Uh, Jay-Z touches on these topics really often in his, in his music. I think uh, he's definitely an artist to look into and listen to, to get a, another perspective and look into um, the Black experience in America today, more of a modern look. I think when you think of political like hip hop, I personally think of Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. I was gonna ask you about Kendrick Lamar because I know um, when we previously talked, you had, a, you had a lot of notes on To Pimp a, but to pimp a Butterfly and that one came a, up a lot with you. And I know we both have like a shared um, love and understanding of j cole's music um yeah. i remember like the first song i heard from j cole was i think it was workout maybe it was another one Ooh. or maybe it was she knows it was either one of those and yeah from there it kind of sparked like a deeper love of just like all his albums and not not only listening to just like what's on the top 100 but listening to them all and whenever i listen to his music specifically i really listen to the lyrics and i they think like a majority of his songs are those lyrics that like you, mem you memorized before uh, like books you need to read for school and stuff yeah. and like your readings like those lyrics like stay with me and I constantly think about them from the songs in KOD to Born Center um, yeah. to like the middle child and I think just like all his songs just uh, through your headphones you really connect emotionally with what he's saying and like songs like Cricket Smile where people were maybe like just thinking it was like a party anthem or just something to play at a, a mainstream event it just really talks about how yeah. broken he the nation is yeah and like that song um was about a little girl that he saw getting made fun of for her teeth which is like his heart um, yeah and like kod i it's surprising like these these albums that are so powerful like awaken my love that have so many meanings to it and like kod they like i feel like they didn't perform as well as 
um, yeah, the maybe other not. albums. And I think KOD, a lot of people skipped out to it. I don't know if it's because Ariana Grande's No Tears Left to Cry was released on the <laughs> same day. Uh, but I think that one uh, with It Showed a 1985 kind of talks about how rappers uh, today that are Black take on such a cartoonized um, version of themselves with like a lot of the SoundCloud, SoundCloud rappers. And that's how white audiences get to understand Black culture through that cartoonized thing. And they think that's what it means to be Black and just very about like, showing off your wealth it talks about and how he's just like you know that will only I think that was like in a response to something someone said about him um and he was just talking about like how far is life gonna last and a lot of the other songs talk about mass incarceration and his song friends talks about like um he doesn't want his friends to have to resort to drugs and medicate he wants them to m- meditate that's a direct, direct line from it and I think just like all his lyrics like I just so ingrained in my memory songs like Chaining Day and Land of the Snake and She Knows like, he was just I think like J. Cole and um what is it No Role Models that one yeah, yeah. I remember the first time I listened to that um just talking about like no role models and just like yeah. growing up and stuff in his life and I think like he just I think also he's just very but like um, Janelle Monet, very blunt about like what he has to say. Definitely, and I think people really relate to that authentic, authentic feel of him, um, and that's why he's able to break through to so many people and really, you get educated through listening to you, to his songs. And the middle he was very much like that about the prison system. Yeah, his music is very, I think, autobiographical, which really adds to that authenticity that you get from listening to J. Cole and I think so uh, pretty much his entire discography is um very political um I think the the one that I keep coming back to uh, for your eyes only was like I guess I think for your eyes only is probably my favorite J. Cole album just because of the storytelling um it's like a it's a track by track journey of um one of his friends a, a black man's experience of growing up in our nation from encountering violence in like ghettos at a young age and suffering racial uh, racial prejudices in real life seeing it in the media dealing with death and mortality at a young age and uh, you know being surrounded by violence and things like that um it's his i think his darkest deepest album and he really um gives listeners the opportunity to open themselves up to the struggles that a lot of black people face in contemporary America. I, I yeah. really love the, I really love this album. Um, I think KOD is another is another political album from J, uh, from J. Cole. Yeah, um, he even talks about his relationship with his, with his mom and just like protect her and hurt the people that hurt her. There's a song called Runaway, which I remember, I think Runaway was one of the, was one of the first songs that I heard from J. Cole that, and it, it really struck me and he talks about how, um, like black men are, you know, black black people can, you know, can still be seen as slaves in America because rich white men still rule the nation, and then the chains that used to shackle black people are just, you know, invisible now. It's not like a physical chain. It's not like they're actual slaves, but it's still ingrained in our society and and all of the systems that we've created. Um, to oppress them and to hold them back and, and, and all of that. And he, in that song, he kind of draws parallels between 
um, the modern experience of black people in America and, and the struggles that they face historically. Um, I think uh, if you haven't listened to J. Cole's music and you want to educate yourself, um, you definitely should. Um, I think uh, if you're gonna like study anyone's um, discography, like everyone we're saying this pretty spot on, um, and then there's so much meaning behind. Like if you wanna like, if you wanna start listening to music that's not just like what's hot, but yeah. like really want to dive into what you're consuming. I think everything we're mentioning is pretty spot on. Um, it Definitely. does such a great job of amplifying the black experience and black storytelling from black creatives and is such a difference between that and the people that are culturally appropriating um, their culture. Definitely. And I think with J. Cole specifically, and I mean, first of all, this list is not exhaustive. There are so many more that I, that we're not going to have time to talk about. And, um, I feel like I also decided to kind of touch on and mention more, uh, artists that maybe more people would be more, more people would be familiar with. So that, um, just kind of highlighting something that would, um, I guess, be accessible to lots of people in case, you know, they are not familiar with this kind of this kind of information being delivered to them through music, you know? Um, obviously there are so many incredible talented um, black artists um, yeah. that talk like about their experience in their life. Um, but I think J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar are definitely two that, um, that really touch on that. And I think it's interesting, I'm interested to hear what you think about this because Jay-Z not Jay-Z, J. Cole and Kendrick are two artists that stay pretty quiet normally. Like they don't, they're not really on social media like that, posting all the time, you know, posting their days. Like Kim Kardashian does, you know, posting every single day, every hour. Um, every second. Normally, yeah. They keep a pretty low profile. They don't really release things unless they're releasing music, you know. Um, but at a time like this, I think a listen to the music like obviously like maybe j uh, j cole like hasn't released a statement about george floyd's death or or kendrick lamar hasn't released a statement about you know the riots that are going on or, or anything like that but listen to tip him a butterfly that's a statement like that whole entire album is a statement on on these issues and what's going on today it's ha it has been going on for a long time and and they've definitely talked about it if you listen to their music um mm -hmm. so that's the first thing is is definitely listen to the music because it is very powerful and there's a lot of information in there um however um recently so recently there was a bit of a scandal i don't want to like talk too much about it just because it's not important. Yeah, we gotta highlight the importance. Yeah, um, but one artist that I wanted to talk about as well, another incredible female rapper named No Name. Uh, she's from Chicago, and she's been making music for a long time, and she started uh, gaining traction. She was on um, Chance the Rapper's Acid Rap mixtape, and then she released um, her 2016 mixtape Telephone, and then in 2018, she released Room 25, and uh, her music really touches on race, identity, um, you know, uh, the experience of women, sex, politics. Um, it's really incredible. I think uh, No Name is really somebody to 
to watch out for if you haven't uh, listened to her music. Additionally, she is a, uh, she's really big on advocacy and she has kind of shied away, I think. She hasn't released that much music more recently, aside from some tracks here and there, because she's really focused on her advocacy. She has a book club. She shares books about race. I like that she has a book club. No, it's incredible. I think, um, I think a book clubs that everyone's doing. Yeah, I think a book club is a really, like, it's a really incredible way to share information because you are giving people resources. You know what I mean? You're giving people the opportunity to learn for themselves and read for themselves, which I think is one of the best ways to spread information. And so she highlights progressive work from writers of color and writers in the LGBT community. Yeah, I think she, she's doing a really great job with that. However, um, she tweeted recently calling out certain rappers. Personally, I don't think that she was... Okay, wait, let me pull up the tweet. She said something to the effect of like, where are your favorite rappers right now? Like, why aren't they, why aren't they tweeting about it? Why aren't they talking about what's going on right now? I don't think that she was being super specific because personally, I think that, I think that her tweet could have, could have applied to, um, not just J. Cole, not just Kendrick Lamar. I feel like, you know, there are other individuals who aren't very vocal on social media, especially about what's going on right now. I mean, I know Kanye West is one of them that comes to my mind, but he is just, he's like a separate, separate situation. He's just kind of a wild card uh, in terms of speaking out about things. J. Cole released a song called Snow on the Bluff, calling her out for having this like queen mentality, this I'm better than you kind of, um, mentality when it comes to advocacy like what is right and what is wrong when it comes to you know spreading your spreading your information and and, you know that kind of thing basically she was saying that they that some people weren't doing enough for the community by not speaking out like on social media and things like that and spreading spreading this information like with words you know to their audience things like that however j cole and kendrick and kanye they have been actually protesting, you know, like physically there, supporting, um, supporting this. Um, Kanye has donated a lot of money. I'm sure uh, Jayco has as well. Same, same with Kendrick. Um, I have no doubt that they're supporting this community and this movement. Um, however, I, I don't see the problem in tweeting about it. Like what's so bad about making a statement? I think if there's a time, now is a time to say something about it. So what, what is, you know, I don't know. That, um, that, that's kind of, what do you think? Okay, I think I, I have some, like, different yeah. things about this. Like, I could be wrong, I could be right. I oh, yeah, I mean, like I could thing. be wrong, too. I'm, but just... I think it's similar to, like, the Me Too movement, even though, like, I feel like Black Lives Matter is more intersectional with way more talk or issues it's covering. But I think with the Me Too movement, it was a lot about, like, there were so many women that were saying for like years about what was happening. And then people were constantly like saying, Oh, you're wrong. Uh, or like getting or blacklisting people and stuff. And then like when everything did finally come out, it was just like, some people felt totally like they've been saying this for all of this time. 
and no one was believing them. And then when this happens, they feel kind of on. I don't think this is the same for Black Lives Matter, but I think like yeah. and just like you've been constantly talking about it for your whole career. And when it does happen, then you kind of feel on the outskirts of it, even though like you were one of the main people mm. advocating about it. Um, and so then you kind of feel like, how do you get back into that conversation? And then um, then people are asking you, like, where are you at and all this stuff. And I think with like activism these days, there's such, I feel like there's so many different ways to approach it. And I think, you know, a lot of people who aren't on social media, I don't think they should be obligated to have to like get on just to like write a statement. Because um, you don't know, they could be doing things um, in the streets they could like there's so many ways of volunteering and like you don't know if people could be doing in their free time like people could just be posting and not be doing anything at all at home that's but, like, true being on i mean the, that's that's very true of, like oh i'm an ally oh i've done all this stuff um but i think like i what i think dave Chappelle put this in mm. good words from i watched his um special and i also suggest that whether you like or hate Dave Chappelle, I think he, I think like the way he was talking is, was like a very different way of perceiving this, but he was saying like, he, he was getting called out for not speaking. Um, and he said in that, you know, he's also been speaking about this for years and that yeah. he was just like, this is such a, this is the people on the streets. Like this is their fight. Like I, at this point, do people want to listen to celebrities telling them things or tweeting about it because you know even with coronavirus I think people have like an ache towards celebrities um but at the same time he was like people don't really trust the government or institutions right now and that celebrity is that is that sense of trust um and can really generate like donations and just causes or things so I think it's kind of like I don't want to say a double-edged sword because I don't like that um, yeah yeah thing but I think it's kind of like uh (laughs) what's the word a paradox I don't know yeah, <laughs> like, it's interesting um, like it's uh, it's like yes this is like something that people have to, like this is at, you know people are on the streets and government and I don't think celebrities at this point have influence over government um we saw with the 2016 election it didn't really play yeah, a part no. in it <laughs> sorry sorry Beyonce yeah. um but I think like it's I think it plays well in getting that conversation started because I think so many people don't know who to trust of someone to look up to and so we trust instinctively trust celebrities and so it's like um, if you like Chrissy Teigen even though Chrissy Teigen has such a weird past with black women mm. um, can tweet out like look I just donated a thousand dollars or probably more because she's rich but like I think it will prompt her fans to start donating and maybe they're reposting that they're donating and their friends are donating exactly um, I but think I that- don't think that we have I don't think it should be you have to put something online for people to believe that you're really out there and doing the work because I think if you're doing the work it would show in the community um that you're doing it in and I think J. Cole was in North Carolina or something yeah that's where he's, he's from been and so I think like if we know where you know these people are and we see like suffers happening in that community or things I think that should be the indicator that they're doing their part um and the people that have been talking about it for so long I don't think they're getting silent I think now they're really taking the action of yeah see, I've been talking about this for so long now it's really time now everyone's on the same page so like let's actually go do something instead of talking about it online with like people we don't know or people that are not in like our immediate community because I think right now it's such like such an important time to really 
go locally with what it is and work that work one city at a time or like your community at a time to really get that that domino effect of people like relearning things and kind of changing their beliefs and ideals and um changing laws or like whatever can help contribute to what is trying to be achieved by the movement um and i think like you don't i don't i feel like social yes social media is a tool but then at the same time i don't think people need to be obligated to post about how much work they're doing i mean that's like i mean what if you're volunteering like do you feel like after you volunteered like you have to post about it to get that validation that you volunteered it's um and it's, it's one thing if, if we see you on, like, a yacht right now or, like, yeah, in your house, you know? Um, and I think, like, we saw with the with the Gal Gadot video and the one that just came out um, with all the white actors. Like, what is, that's not going to really accomplish anything. Yeah, that's anything. not doing like, anything. Yes, you said it, but maybe, I don't know, next time, uh, when you're getting cast in a movie, advocate for there to be um, more Black people or people of color or different sexualities or different genders um on that set or just on your team or at the table stuff like that i think like um i think you can only say so much but like let's let's see it and i don't think a twitter a twitter fight is really doing like i think we're right now we're trying to like cancel people yeah um, left and right and i think cancel culture it's like there's who have like really bad really really bad things but i think it's like okay is there a chance that we can rehabilitate people that have just made like little mistakes or like because I think as a person you evolve so I think it yeah that, like let's the whole go cancel out to culture hunt thing, people I we should have like, an episode about educate. <laughs> we should have an episode about cancel culture because we could talk about that for a long time I feel like we need to put a book put a pin in that revisit pin. that conversation I feel like everyone we talk or we're I feel like everything we have planned has something to do with council culture. So oh yeah, we don't, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a conversation about that because I also have opinions on that and I agree with you. Obviously, the important the important work is you know actually doing things in the community, showing up, supporting, donating money, and obviously like if you post every single thing you do, like it, it's not genuine. You're not, you don't want to do something to show other people that you're doing the right thing. However, I, I think especially now, like social media is being used as a, as an informative, uh, informative tool. People are learning on social media. People are sharing important information on social media. And I think this whole movement has really gotten ramped up, ramped up on social media. And without it, I, I really don't think that it, that, this would be happening. I think social media has been the catalyst for this movement. What harm is there in like J. Cole tweeting, you know, here is like, here is um, a fund to donate to, or, you know, maybe not saying, hey, I donated this much money, but, you know, educating. And, and he was he was defending himself saying that I'm not, you know, I'm not super educated on this. So I don't feel like I should be the one spreading information and things like that. But why aren't you learning more? Like, this is the time to be educated. Well, how do you know yourself. he's not learning more? I, I know. Like, like you're right. You, you can't really know, like, before social media, after social media, like, I feel like you can't really know people's motives of, like, what they were planning to do. Like, there's probably a lot of people that were posting and donating that probably, like, that was it. Yeah. I think, um, probably people that didn't post that they donated or anything, and they're probably, like, 
on the streets or calling their local government or you know like you yeah. don't you don't know like it's so so easy to create a, a I feel like we're diving into another episode. No, I know. Else, but it's so easy to create, like, another universe on social media of, like, how you want to be perceived. That's true. That's true. I think Snow on the Bluff is a beautiful song. I love it. I love that song. I just think it was kind of childish for him to call No Name out when he could have been calling out so many other people, so many other things, the government, this, you know, the society. We live in a society. Like, <laughs> I, like... I don't know. I there something about it rubbed me the wrong way, and this whole beef is just—it's very—it's upsetting to me that people were focusing on this. And No Name even said that she regretted responding to him because she responded to him in a, in a song, acknowledging like, "Why are you talking about me when people are dying?" You know what I mean. Listen to J Cole's music; it's very informative. He does a lot for the community. Maybe he doesn't tweet about it, but there's a lot more there. We also touched on Kendrick Lamar when we were talking about J Cole. Uh, Kendrick is another rapper who is incredibly political. He, uh, his raps are very often political commentary and touch on personal themes um, about African-American culture, racial inequality and depression, discrimination and prejudice, and the Black experience in America. Um, to Pimp a Butterfly, um, the themes in that album uh, were inspired by uh, Kendrick Lamar's tour of uh, South Africa. He visited Nelson Mandela's jail cell and um, he uh, kind of takes that inspiration and the things that he learned in that on that trip and he um, grapples with questions of power and identity and the ethics of leadership and, and, and politics and he um, talks about police brutality, gang violence, mental health, uh, colorism in his community and Compton and 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 um, every other place. Um, to Pimp a Butterfly is um, it's just a very informational album. I think uh, Dam is another uh, Dam is another incredible album that touches on a lot of these topics. He uh, even won a Pulitzer Prize for Dam in music um, because of the um, the themes that he tackles and and um, he's um, one of the most critically acclaimed and influential rappers of this generation. Um, and um, regarding Dam, uh, so he won a Pulitzer Prize for music for his album Dam, and um, the Pulitzer board said that uh, it's a virtuosic song collection unified by its vernacular authenticity and rhythmic dynamism that offers affecting vignettes capturing the complexity of modern African-American life. Yeah, a few more that um, I won't go as in-depth, um, as in-depth, but um, one of my personal favorite, um, one of my personal favorite artists and albums is Open Mike Eagles, Brick Body Kids Still Daydream. I just want to touch on um, this album because um, uh, Open Mike Eagle talks about um, the Robert Taylor Homes, which is... Um, a public housing project in Chicago that he grew up in. And um, in 2007, it was demolished. But uh, at the time uh, when it stood, it was the nation's largest public housing project. And he grew up there. And um, he uses the album to kind of tell uh, the experiences and stories that helped 
shape his identity and uh it talks about the politics of erasure and black displacement like we talked about gentrification in the last episode um but still touching on um this the simple joys of um life that he experienced growing up as a kid in the projects um as well as uh, a lot of the um a lot of the issues and and um tragedies that he faced so that's another incredible album uh joey badass uh has a album called all american badass and he really talks about um he really critiques race and racism in america and he talks about white supremacy mass incarceration police brutality and his own reflections on being a black man in america and um under president donald trump he has songs like um, Land, on the, uh, Land of the Free, American Idol with two Ks, um, Rockabye Baby with Schoolboy Q, and they all kind of, they all have that link of um, critiquing American political establishment, like the media, Congress, White House, institutionalized racism. That's another great one to check out. I think with all of these, uh, as you pointed out last week, and keep talking about in our conversations that are not on this podcast in our everyday lives, like there's so many people that it's so crazy, like don't think that systemic racism is a thing, but it's like people wouldn't be making so many songs about it or movies oh, yeah. about it or podcasts or books or all these things. And so like if these songs are becoming on the mainstream and they we keep talking about it and they structure around this, you like I'm surprised like that's not hitting a lot of people of accepting that this is happening and this has always been happening and this is ingrained and it's just like crazy that's like what more evidence do you need than people literally making art um to to um to try to speak to people that are denying it um I think like art has been such a a leading force in the conversation over the last few years because like it's it's like one of the ways of reaching the most amount of people and as more black people have been getting a seat at the table it's that's really refueling um that's really fueling the movement and the conversation and people are can't can't avoid it now because yeah. it is it is in the mainstream it's not it underground is. it's not only within one community it's widespread 100% and I think I, that that also kind of touches back on like the like the theft of black culture and like the exploitation of black culture and so many famous white artists that wouldn't be famous if it wouldn't if it wouldn't have been for black culture and um, that applies to so many different individuals but even now like if you listen to the radio so much of it is influenced by hip-hop and r&b and just um you know trap music like that's all influenced by black culture and black people and um it is in the mainstream now um it might not have been before but this music and these um these stories and like these feelings have been you know expressed in the music for generations, like so many years, hundreds of years, like not just, you know, the past 10 years or the past 20 years. Um, like I said before, this is just a very small, a very small collection of um, individuals who are incredibly talented and using their talents to, um, to inform their audiences and spread this information and, you know, tell their stories 
the way they want to be told their experiences authentically and um yeah I think if um if our listeners are interested in um diversifying the music that they listen to diversifying the people that they see on social media the artists that they expose themselves to the movies that they watch and the actors that they see on screen definitely look into um the artists that i mentioned before the um movies that we talked about in our and the part one of this of this series um support people support artists it's important of not just thinking of it as like okay for this time only i'm gonna listen, i'm gonna watch like moonlight or i'm gonna listen to like a kendrick yeah. lamar album i think it's more about how do i uh work this into my my own life yeah. and because obviously COVID has thrown so many people off of the normal i think now is a great time to redefine what is normal um and how i can move forward of of not not only consuming media but changing my perceptions of a community that i'm not so connected to or or like see a lot probably like where you live or just like what you already consume (laughs) sorry (laughs) and um just like really working that in with like not only that but like who are you around um if you have a company like who's on your executive team who do you work with are you reaching those people on instagram too it's so easy just to follow people that look like you that's something I was guilty of um a few months ago I was really thinking about that of like hmm, I only follow like a majority of females and I don't really have a lot of people of color on my Instagram feed as I should um and so I think it's just really being aware of that and then taking that initiative of taking those small steps of really bringing bringing that into your life and learning from that and then learning how do I have this conversation with others around me who are still stuck in that place of unfamiliarity and just have like either microaggressions or just or ignorance ignorance (laughs) um and like how do I move beyond that of like can I start shopping at black owned businesses is there a coffee shop I want to replace from one that that maybe I don't align with their values anymore and just being able to to give back that support and not thinking of it as like a a filling a quota or, or just because you have to of because you're gonna, you feel pressured because of the conversations that are happening, but truly yeah. genuinely connecting with different cultures and learning and understanding and having those conversations is so important. And I honestly think like the first step is really doing it through music and media and, and realizing that media um, creates like a reflection of society. So like the way these people are being portrayed um, and culturally appropriated really um, can change your opinion on people um and so it's like really advocating for those accurate representations and for these voices to tell their own stories so you can get like the most accurate person or an authenticity from them and i think that because we idolize entertainment it really it really starts there and um maybe not making that as we're seeing as politics is hard um (laughs) saying how can i make a change that's not through me being an elected official, you know, and I think exactly. that's really important right now for you. us to realize that because we, I don't know, I don't trust government. <laughs> yeah, um, especially during a time like this, but I think, um, you know, think about what you listen to, think about the artists that you listen to, and who are, who are they influenced by? Like, who is influencing, like, Ariana Grande's music? 
Who do you think? Uh, it's probably black artists. Like, yeah, like who who is who is influencing? Um, you know, the white artists that you hear on the radio. You know, listen to those that inspire them. Like the, those that they are. You know, they are exploiting. A lot of them exploit. Um, you know, these black artists and and you know, black artists of the past. Like some of the ones that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Um, that have really been, you know, doing this for um, generations. I think um, expanding, uh, you know, broadening your horizons and expanding the um, the type of music that you listen to and the people that you, um, the people that you hear and the people that you see on a day-to-day basis in your personal life. Because music and entertainment, that's really personal, you know. That's like um, the most one of the most personal forms of connection um, to storytelling and things like that. So I think um, it's very important to include voices that aren't in your comfort zone. Exactly. How do you, how do you know, like you might not relate to something they say or something they're going through or have those same emotions or think, I don't know. Yeah, like, agree with them, you know, Yeah. feel their pain. Um, feel it. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I have anything else to add. Yeah, I think I think you perfectly summed everything up in these very long closing remarks. Um, yeah, of just exploring, and I think the the main part of this series was to really take a step back at our platform and see: Are we doing our job? Um, how can we contribute in ways that we know? And I think just this is just like a part of a bigger picture of just like starting with with our audience and who we're reaching and not putting putting what our we believe but like listening to black creators and trying to project what they um are creating and what they think and and try to bridge that gap to people that are not so familiar with it um and Continue, continuing that as we've seen a, a spike in Black creators uh, being hired and really entering the conversation and there's like so much good content coming out that people need to jump on that. Um, yeah. And we need to so- keep it that way. We This can't be just like a, you know, a one-time thing. Like this needs to be something that people really think about, you know, um, including this, you know, including other voices into their daily lives and like keeping it that way, keeping it consistent and not just having it be a trend. You know what I mean? Like changing the way that things, changing the norm. Changing the norm and normal does not exist anymore because this is a different yeah, world. Things are we changing. Are in, so there's no, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. We'll never get back to where we were in January, you know, like the, we're going to be, even like how we are going to, talk to people and like how we're gonna go to places is gonna be drastically different so it's like now should be such a motivator and how you want to live your life after and really being um considerate of others and being kind and I think that is the bottom line of everything where it starts of feeling empathy for people and realizing that people go through such hardships that may be different and um 
learning other stories and I think we have given so many recommendations that I hope people will check these out um, from this episode and last episode and I think two other things I want to emphasize is watch Disclosure on Netflix and Rent Miss Juneteenth. Um, the more stories that are coming out and I'm sure there'll be much more this year and I've been reading a lot of exciting things happening with black creators being signed to studios to start developing things and agencies um so really keep that momentum going of representation and I think we can all agree that as more representation has been entering entertainment like it's getting more interesting and we want to really tune in uh starting with like women getting their narratives and now they're really opening up to um people of color and people of different sexual orientation. So what a greater world that is um, yeah. of what you can consume and, you know, different, different viewpoints, different stories, different cultures, so much that you are getting um, from your, from your comfort of where you are and use that as an educational tool. Um, and that's, that's what I have to say. Anything yeah. else? Um, Thank you.